Dwight. Who am I? I'm Julie, for those who are listening. Um, it's really hard for me to answer that question because I feel like I'm in the process of learning who I am. I mean, I could give you like the answer of like, oh, I'm a daughter, I'm, I'm a friend, you know, but just to answer who I was, I think it's hard because I always found myself in, in my, my identity was always found in like what I did. You know, so when people would ask me, I was like, oh, I'm a teacher. You know, that was who I was. And then I stopped teaching and then I didn't know who I was. And I still feel like I'm not, I only stopped teaching, what, six, seven months ago. So I feel like it's a little bit hard, but I'm, I'm growing. I guess that's who you can say I am. I'm growing. I'm learning a lot of things about myself that I never knew about myself. I think I always allowed people to label me you know, and I kind of just lived within those realms and within those boundaries. And now I'm like, wait, what if I'm, what if I'm not those things? You know, what if I'm a little bit more than that? So I would say I'm growing. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm a person who's growing. There you go. That's awesome. I, uh, I love, and I hate that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that question because it's, very straightforward like who are you but then i hate that question because it's intense it is like to start off like hey who are you who are you but i love like what people off the top of it in their head like Mm -hmm. you know sorry you were gonna say something yeah i'm saying because you you asked me like if i would do this podcast and i was like "Mm, i'll think about it i don't want to and that was just me saying no um and i tend to do that a lot just be like no i can't do that and i think a lot of it was because i feel parts of my life are not like put together I guess you know and I'm like no I can't be on this Christian podcast you know and I was driving home and the Lord was like oh I didn't know it was about you you know and I'm like yeah but look at this area and this area and he's like yeah but it's not about you you know he's like it's not about your inconsistency in your walk with me like it's about mine it's not about your lack of faith in this area it's about the fact that I'm faithful you know, so it was just like back and forth, back and forth. And so I was convicted and I was like, okay. So then the next time I saw you, that's when I asked you like, okay, Mondo, send me the questions. I'll, I'll do it. So that's why I'm saying like, I'm a person who's growing because normally I just would I would have just like ignored it and been like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like you would have ignored it and been okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Uh, so what have you been reading lately? I've been reading the book of Romans right now. Nice. It's taking me a while because I feel like it's just jam-packed with a lot of information and like wisdom um so i kind of been going back and reading the first four or five chapters so i'm in chapter eight at the moment but that's what i've been reading right now that's that's awesome um fun fact um when i didn't know anything and during that time when uh, like my friend would be ministering to me mm-hmm. i tried reading the bible okay and i started with romans mm-hmm. and i got to chapter seven and i'm just like this is me yeah. <laughs> it's for everyone. Yeah. And then eight. Hey, this is awesome. It's, that's that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Uh, I actually just started adding that question of what have you been reading lately? Um, so um, that's really cool. That's so, a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is, do you have a favorite Bible verse, passage, or story? Hmm. Yes. Um, my favorite, my like go to is always Proverbs 3 5 through 6. For it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so I try to make it more personal. So I'll change it and make it more of a declaration where like, I will trust in the Lord with all my heart 
And I will lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways, I will acknowledge him and he'll make my path straight. I try to make it more of a declaration to help me, to remind me like in everything that I do, in all my ways, little and small, well, little and small, but not just in the big things, but in the, the small things, my everyday, to trust in him, because it can be really hard to trust. That is so cool. Cool. So uh, I guess we're at the part of the story. So who would you say you were before Christ? So I grew up in the church. Um, my parents came to know the Lord when my middle sister was born. So by the time I came around, they were already established in the church. So I, I was one of those people who were like, well, I don't have a testimony because I grew up in the church. Um, so I grew up in the church, um, believed in God. And then uh, when I was 13, we moved churches. My mom just felt like our time was done at the church we were at. So we moved to a new church. And I remember it was a Sunday service and they had an altar call. And I mean, I, did, I thought I was like saved already, you know, because I, I grew up in the church and I knew who God was, believed in him. But I was 13, that, and that's when I made the decision for myself. Because I think prior to that, it was my parents' faith that I was living off of, not so much my own. So I was 13 when I came to say yes to the Lord. So I remember, like, standing right there, thought, like I can picture it in my head right now. And so, yeah, I was 13 when I came to know, to accept the Lord. Cool. How did you come to accept Him? I guess the, the pastor there just... I don't remember what the, the preaching was that day, but I guess I realized I was living off of my parents and it wasn't enough to just like believe in God and say that I believed in him. I needed my personal relationship with him. And so I walked up to the front and made the prayer, said the prayer of salvation and the rest is history, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who would you say you are now? I'm, I guess it goes along with the first answer I gave you. Um, someone who's had like my ups and downs, I guess, in my, my walk. Um, I can't say I have like this testimony like other people do, or even like yours, how you shared with me earlier. Um, I always kind of like lived within rules and boundaries. You know, I was like the goody two shoes who like did her homework and never gave anybody any problems. Um, and so I kind of just lived like that, but I think it kind of forced me to live in a square, you know? in the edges and corners. And so perfectionism was kind of an issue growing up for me, uh, like people pleasing, not wanting to like rock the boat, never sharing my thoughts or ideas because I just wanted to be the peacemaker, which is a good thing, but it also comes with its own. Like God gave me a voice. And so I'm in a season right now where I'm learning to use my voice a little bit more. And it's a little scary, <laughs> especially when you don't feel like you had one. Um, or I guess maybe I did. I just didn't know how to use it or didn't feel like it was going to be needed. And so I think I'm realizing that everybody has a purpose and everybody has a calling. And that includes me, you know, because I could say it for other people and believe it for other people. But I'm learning to believe it for myself. So that's who I am right now. Sorry, that's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I totally get it. Like the people pleasing part and the voice mm -hmm. where you feel like you can't. Like it's, everyone has a voice. Right. It's and it's a struggle. Like I, like I'm not on here because I'm like, yeah, I got it down. I'm here because I'm like, okay, like I'm going to use my voice, you know? And if there's one person who listens and is like, oh, I feel like her. I'm like, you're, I understand, you know, and he understands. And so 
don't be afraid. That's what I have to tell myself. I'm gonna pause just for a little bit because I'm okay. like, the wind got a, a little, little bit crazy. strong. <laughs> uh, and so, like, this is kind of why, like, I have this setup is just to meet people where they are. And mm-hmm. It's been awesome to see, like, uh, I mean, we could, I mean, I have a studio that I have access to, and like, we could do mm-hmm. that too. It's all like legit, but there's nothing beats like wrong. Yeah. You know? That's just me. No, I agree. <laughs> um, so I know it's not in one of the questions, but do you feel like you know what you're being called to or? Um, I don't yet. Um, like I said, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for six years and then I just, I needed a break from it. Um, so now I started working at a coffee shop, as you know, and I feel I've seen myself grow more in my leadership and in my voice and my confidence in the past four months than I have in a really long time. And so it's been really awesome and a really big blessing because um, the owner, our friend Carly, like I didn't know them that well beforehand. Um, And now I've become friends with them and they've led me and they encourage me, but they've also given me room to grow and they believe in me, you know, and they speak life over me. And so it's really nice to go from like environment where you're just like constantly working hard, hard, hard. And I mean, our system is just isn't conducive to like you know, principals being able to go and encourage you all the time. Like there's just a lot they have on their plate. And so to be able to come to a very small team and a boss who like knows us by name and like talks to us and encourages us has been really um, life-giving and refreshing for me. So I really loved it (laughs) this time. (laughs) So uh, were there any people involved in the process you come to Christ? And you don't have to name them if you don't want to. I mean, I guess just the my church you know growing up they're my pastors my parents they're the ones who who took me to church you know every day every sunday every wednesday it wasn't like a question if we were going to church like i grew up going to church every sunday and every wednesday um and i liked going you know and so yeah i i really did i had my friends there um childhood friends that i still like see from afar but we always like text each other stuff and so it's been really cool to see I, I realize now like what a blessing that was, you know, granted um, there's some stuff I don't understand because I, I grew up in the church. And so when it comes to the world, there's some stuff where it is hard for me to understand. Um, but I realize that I was very blessed being able to grow up in the church the way that I and be raised in the way that I was. That's so cool. Uh, I've heard a lot of stories of uh, like kids who hated it. Mm-hmm and they were just forced to and like they just didn't want to be there mm-hmm. um, and but it's cool to see like the other side where like the parents take right. the kids and how it's it speaks into their life a lot and like just by just by getting them there so mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah um how is life different now with christ gosh it's always <laughs> different <laughs> i guess i mean i always think about people who don't have christ and life is hard enough already and scary enough and big enough and just has a lot of issues and I can't imagine not having Christ not having like my stand-up not having my my refuge my to not have hope that things could be better you know so I would say my life with Christ now it's it's hopeful you know I feel like it's it's not closed off it's wide because he's a big God 
So, I mean, I pray that for, for those who don't have him because I don't know what that looks like. All right. Uh, so now, yeah, we're at what you wish you knew. So if you could tell yourself something from 10 years ago, what would it be? Ooh, 10 years ago. Um, so I was in my early 20s, 10 years ago. And I would say to not compare yourself to other people. Um, I'm very reserved and very quiet. I'm the one who likes to sit in the back. You know, I'm not like the the person in the front or on stage. I'm not the like person who gets everyone riled up and excited about stuff. You know, I'm very quiet. Um, and so I think when I was in my early 20s, it was easy for me to compare myself to those people and be like, oh, well, like, shouldn't I be like them? You know, because they're the one talking to everybody. They're the one doing all of this. And so I wish I could go back and tell myself, um, don't compare yourself. Like, they're who God made them to be, and God made you who you're meant to be. And just like they can reach people that you can't reach, you can reach people that they can't reach. And so I would definitely say don't compare yourself. It robbed me, I think, from a lot of opportunity and growth within myself and my walk with God. So comparison just, it's just uh, isn't something I would want, you know, to continue in. No, you're fine. It's okay. Um... What about when you first realized what he means to you? I'm sorry? What about when you first realized what he means to you? What he means to me? Oh. I guess that I'm not, I'm not those labels. Like, I'm, like, he sees me through the lens, like, God the Father sees me through the lens of Jesus, you know? And I guess that just means, like, I have someone to always come to and I can come to him boldly. Um, which isn't always the case, you know, because your mind just can run off. And so I guess just knowing what he means to me is that he's he's my father who loves me and welcomes me with open arms, even when I mess up, which is often. And, you know, I, I can be very hard on myself and be like, oh, well, you can't come to him. And that was a really big struggle for me growing up. And so like Hebrews talks about him being the, our high priest and he understands us so we can come boldly and receive mercy and grace to help in our time of need. So he's my helper. Boldly. Boldly, with confidence. <laughs> um, so those were like thinking back. So how about moving forward? What do you wish your future self 10 years from now would remember or hold on to? That it's okay to be messy you know not to like embrace like the wrong parts of me but that i'm human you know and i don't need to hold myself to that i don't for the next 10 years that i don't hold myself to like this ridiculous standard that i can't meet and that it's okay to take risk you know not like crazy wild ones where that are going to lead me astray from the lord but uh, to take risk and to know like god's with me like i don't walk this life alone and if he's a big god and he tells me to dream big then i want the next 10 years for me to dream big. That's awesome. I, I like, I legit want to pause there because it's like, if he's a big God wants you to dream big, mm -hmm. like, yeah, anything's possible. Like, right. Like I, I totally agree with that because I'm in a place right now where um, nothing's impossible with him, of course. And it feels like I could like, 
and I say I, but I mean like, of course, it's like within our body of church, mm-hmm. uh, the body of Christ, and like our church. Like I f- legitimately feel that I can do anything, and it's encouraging because it's like God's God's there. Mm-hmm. Like you would take a step forward, and as terrifying as it's gonna be, and I've been using that word a lot, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's cool to see like He's there in every step, and and of course it's not and like how you mentioned not the sinful parts or like the parts where like that's gonna lead you astray, but mm-hmm. it's the parts where we're trying to glorify him and like bring people to him and it's cool to see like the wonders that end up happening right because we see it with our own eyes mm-hmm. it's cool yeah right. i mean we're sitting out here and i'm like it's beautiful like <laughs> why wouldn't we give god the opportunity to do big things in our lives like he chose to use us uh cool so now we're at the random questions part so I have a random number generator. Okay. And I have it set to one to one oh two. And I'm just gonna hit generate. Alrighty. So first question is question number thirty-six. Question number thirty-six says offering plate at your church or online giving <laughs> um at the church that i go to i guess during covid it became online giving um and now just recently do they yeah it's been a few services now where they pass like we have like a container that they pass down but most of it's like i think online giving now um funny enough like i asked that question to my group mm-hmm. once and it's interesting the responses i got and like for me uh Actually, no, sorry, sorry. That was a different question. <laughs> it was automatic or manual. Okay. Like, or in respect of online giving. Uh-huh. And like for me, like I'll do it manually. Okay. I'm, like if I don't see it, then like. That's me. Yeah, yeah I do it manually. Yeah, every manual. month I'll do that like manually. And, uh, like some people are like, they know themselves, so they do it automatically. Because, okay. And they, they're both valid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really cool, but yeah, like that's. It sounds like a simple question, but it's really, <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. I'm gonna hit generate question number forty-eight. Question number forty-eight is how has God changed you in the last year? Oh, I mean, again, going with what we've been talking about, I left my job. Um, that's where I found my identity in, and so in the last year, um, He's changed me where it's I've needed Him more than anything. So, like, a lot of my prayer is, like, I need you. Like, I don't know how. I, like, I'm not God, so, but I need you to just show up or just comfort me or bring me peace of mind. Um, So he's changed me where it's, like, I have to come to him. And I come to him a lot because, like I said, I'm not perfect. And um, I feel like some areas in my life are really good right now that I'm, like, okay, like, yeah, like, this is great. I've got it. And then there's other areas where I'm, like, oh. You know, I'm just like, ah, oh, I need to do better in this. Um, and so I have to remind myself, one, to, like, give myself grace, but also to remember that he he doesn't look at me and, like, oh, Julie, again, here you are again. You know, he doesn't sigh and shake his head. Like, he just says, like, come to me, and I'll give you rest. So in the last year, I would say, like, I've come to him because <laughs> I've needed rest. What irritates you most about the worldwide church? Hmm, it irritates me. Um, I guess not so much that it irritates me. I guess I just, it makes me like 
sad, I guess, that maybe we haven't taken like a really strong stand on like the word of God sometimes. Um, especially I think when it comes to the words love and compassion. And I think we just have to remember, you know, as a collective church that um, it is loving and it is compassionate to point people to truth. So I'll just say it that way. You know, if we're not pointing them to the truth, then that's not loving or compassionate. And we can do that in a loving and compassionate way, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I would say that's something I think that bothers me a little bit. But I, I think we're we're seeing people finally saying, okay, like we have to not be loud and obnoxious about our faith, but we have to like just kind of draw a line in the sand of this is what our faith is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next question, question number 32. Question number 32 is, what ministry are you not, ugh, wow, I cannot <laughs> speak. What ministry are you not a part of, but would likely grow your, you spiritually? Um, so it, when I started out serving in, I started out with kids and then I became a teacher and then I stopped because I'm like, okay, I need a break from kids, you know, on Sundays. Um, but I think uh, if I started serving with kids again, I mean, kids are just very like, humbling you know and they grow your patience and they just teach you a lot and so i think if i started serving in the kids children's department again that would definitely grow me spiritually so kids yeah (laughs) kids will grow you in lots of ways (laughs) (laughs) um cool and we'll do one more so question number 70 is what was one tough situation in your life that ended up being a blessing in disguise? Hmm. A tough situation that became a blessing. I mean, I'm going to say it again. I left teaching. <laughs> it was a tough decision for me. I never, like, I never would have thought I would have left a job, you know, especially teaching because I love to teach. And it was really difficult to do it, but I did it. But it, it's been a blessing. Because like I said, I've seen myself grow in the last four months more than I have in the past year, two years. So it's been a really big blessing to, like, have fun, you know. That's cool. So to have fun and, like, to find rest and, you know, I go to work and then I leave work and I'm not, like, riddled with stress all the time the way I was. So it's been a really big blessing. At the moment, it didn't feel like it. When I resigned, I was like, what did I just do? Like, what am I going to do now? Um but now I don't, I'm not scared. I was scared then and I'm not scared anymore. Did you know what you were going to do? No. I was like, all right, I can not work for about two months. You know, like I have money and everything, you know, like I'll be fine. Um, and then after that, I was just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's been the biggest blessing. Like I said, it. Um, I was scared a little bit. Again, people pleasing part of me just thought like, and I've had people, like people in the world who don't like know God, um, they'll look at me and be like, Julie, but you have two degrees. You have a, a master's degree. Like, what do you, like, you should be teaching. You should be in the school, like you know, obvious. like, yeah. duh. And for me, I'm like, yeah, but that's, I wasn't happy. I wasn't growing, you know? And so that kind of made me feel bad for a little bit, but now I'm, I'm okay. It doesn't bother me. Like if people want to think that it's totally, I get it. Um, but it doesn't hurt my feelings the way it used to before, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so cool. Sorry, it's really encouraging because it's, it's terrifying. Like, and you know, mm-hmm. like, you know that feeling. Um, but 
Uh, so thank you so much. I think that was five questions. If I probably got it counted right. Um, so I always uh, I have one more, but I just want to say thank you for I mean doing this. Thank like, you for inviting me to do it. <laughs> it's encouraging to say the least to hear other people's stories and yeah. Uh, I always say it's like like the my own selfishness because I like listening. And it's like <laughs> cool. No, it's not selfish. <laughs> uh, but if there is if there's one thing that you want someone to take away from your story, what would that be? Like if the people listening for however long we mm -hmm. have gone on for, like, and they forget everything, what is the one thing you want them to take from your story? Just come to God. I would say that's what I would want people to remember from this is just come to him. He's not complicated. He's not far away. He's like willing, like he's just ready for you to say like, okay, I'm here. And the moment you do, like, that's the best, you know, and you can talk to him in your car. You can come to him, you know, in your bed. Like, it's just, just come to him. And if you're struggling, like, you will find rest in him. That's what I want people to know. Julie, thank you very much. Thank you, Mondo.